Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life could be miserable, it could be dark, this week it could be bloody cold. So we're to here to bring you, maybe not the warmth, but we're definitely here to bring you a bit of joy and a bit of light. Because I'm joined by Stu. Hi Brad, how you doing Stu? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, it's snowy, so we'll bring some white at the moment. Oh, we always bring white anyway, because we're, we're very white. But <laughs> we'll bring some... What, like the Ku Klux Klan? Not white supremacists, no. 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 I think if people (laughs) listen back to the podcast, that's probably pretty clear. But, um, yeah, you know, it's always worth underlining these things. No, we're not white supremacists, nah. Yeah, what white is right. That's what we say. (laughs) No, no, that's not us. Again, that's the Ku Klux Klan, isn't it? Sorry, sorry. Always getting us confused. MHGKKK, yeah. It's it's what happens. Dyslexia and all that. True, yeah. Oh, that's a good. This is a good start, Stu. Great, that's isn't it? Good yeah, start. yeah. yeah. Um, I am bloody cold though. I'm still frozen from last night. I took Edith to watch um, Liverpool women at Arsenal women, uh, which was a rearranged fixture, and it was bloody cold in Boreham Wood. It really, really was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm still cold today from that. Um, but and they lost. Oh, no, I was just going to ask. Oh. No, we expected to lose. It's like. Uh, against Arsenal, they're the best women's team, uh, like historically, and one of the top three women's teams in the country at the moment. Whereas Liverpool are, um, so not being humiliated was was the was the name of the game, um, and we wasn't humiliated. So yeah, that sounds like my daily life. Not being humiliated yeah. is the name of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to try and put in a joke about sevens and stuff like that for any any make unions listen but I realise we're a video game show and no one's really going to care so <laughs> you know I'll, I'll leave it yeah and then the few people who would have been painfully hurt by it they won't be so yeah that's very generous of you but yeah yeah it's like again but the fact that actually made you use as well is just really bizarre yeah it's a big one it's good though yeah it wasn't just sports use it's like it should be sports news. It's it's just not you know it's not a big deal the world over, you know. I'm sure Suella Braverman. Maybe maybe the makes are hoping that Suella Braverman has stopped like Bruno Fernandez coming over. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, must uh, tie into world politics somehow, but we'll never know. Yeah, I've no, I've worked out Tories actually are the most um, tolerant uh, party out there. By the way, oh yeah, how come? Well, they don't care. The colour of your skin, as long as you're a racist fuck. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, and if you ever wanted proof, people of um, ethnic minorities can be racist. Just look at the Tory party. Uh, but anyway, talking of ethnic minorities and racism, I don't even know how I'm going to do this one. Um, uh, indie games can be made by ethnic minorities and avoid racism, Stu. So what have you been playing? Please help me. <laughs> That's the worst segue I've ever done. Oof. Yeah, that was quite painful, yeah. Well, I'm playing a game that doesn't really feature very many ethnic minorities, to its discredit, but uh, it's fine. I was just still playing Resident Evil HD Remaster, um, so I've put about 40 hours on it now. <laughs> I've done three completions. There's the one I talked about last week, so I did the under-three-hour speedrun. I then did uh, with Jill, and I've just, I did a Chris run, which was... Oh, I can't even remember exactly the, the parameters now. Hard mode, no saves. So that that was hard. 
as you would imagine, <laughs> hence the name. Yeah. No saves. Because you get achievements for these things as well, you see. So, um, yeah. So that was Bullizzy Yard. And then I did the hardest one of all so far, last night, just finished, which was the real survival mode. And that's the one where you... There's no auto-aim. There's... And, you, you know, you remember you're in tank controls, so that makes things very challenging. Um, it's hard mode, and the hardest part of all, the storage chests aren't connected. So if you leave an item in a chest, you have to go back to that item to collect it, which makes... Ooh. Yeah. And it the difficulty level is, like, hard or, or above hard, even. It's classed as, like, the very hard mode. Um, and because of the way... Like, with all the other categories, you can kind of do it in the kind of speedrun way of, like, running past a lot of enemies and just, you know, focusing on the items and then only really fighting the bosses. But because you have to do so much backtracking in real survival, by necessity, you have to kill a lot more. So you end up fighting a lot more, which means you have to collect more ammo, you have to have more weapons in your inventory. So it's more like, if you've got good at the game, like I have and played it a million times, it's more like playing it for the first time, where you don't, you know, you have to run back and forth a lot of, you know, yeah, retreading your steps kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's good because it's like, it's it, all of these modes, they very cleverly refresh the game for you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did it and I did, for, for some reason, I don't know why, I decided to do, there's achievements for, because you can get all sorts of different endings and you get an achievement for saving the rest of the stars members um and i decided to do that achievement at the same time for some bizarre reason which made it even harder for me so i did that and got achievement for that as well so i'm on 35 out of 44 achievements for the game which is pretty high for me and clearing up the rest uh, should be fairly easy with the exception of invisible enemy mode which i am not looking forward to but i'm going to do anyway <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm still intrigued by that um, unconnected um, storage boxes. That's such a great idea. That was apparently what they were going to do with the very original game. Uh, and I assume playtesters just went, no, 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 no. No, no it's too Stop hard. It. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. it would be impossible for most people. Um, but it's, it's so much more realistic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'd love to see a game built around that mechanic. In yeah. some way. Not not like a Resident Evil game or anything like that, but just a game built around that mechanic. <clears throat> you keep popping up on the uh on the Steam Deck notifications saying that you play Resident Evil. You play <laughs> Trevor always play Resident Evil, Trevor's play Resident Evil. Um whereas mind you can tell I've got ADHD because Brad's playing this, Brad's playing that, Brad's playing this other game now, another game now, another <laughs> game now, another game. Um and that's just every five minutes. Yeah. Well, I saw Cricket 22 pop up. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in a niche spot. I mean, it's Cricket a niche one. It's easy in video games terms. Oh, I yeah, reckon. definitely. Uh, but I'm in a niche sports kick again. I I'm still haven't got round to rebuying a Casey Powell uh, lacrosse yet uh, because I just it's just 15 quid. It's just a bit rich for what I know the game offers. But, yeah, I've been playing that. I've just re-downloaded uh, Aussie Rules Football. Um, and I might re-download Handball as well. We've got a proper niche sports kick again. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Now, I suppose globally, cricket is nowhere near niche, is it? It's massive because hundreds of millions of people play it. But, uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, 
all the YouTube videos, like, to tell you, like, I'm looking for YouTube videos, like, on, like, uh, tips to do with um, bowling and stuff like that. Um, they're all, like, Indian-based uh, YouTubers who are doing the instructions for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, it's, it's kind of, not, disconcerting is the wrong word, what's it? It kind of, you know, when something, you hear, hear something or you hear someone talk and it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because you get so used to YouTube videos just being American accents or British accents all the time. Yeah. That I put that on and then you just get tons of Indian accents and it's just like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah um, that's great. Not in a negative way or anything like that, I just want to point out, but it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, I forgot there's other parts of the world on YouTube. Yeah, it's funny because you do get locked into your own little, yeah geographical bubble yeah oh definitely definitely um and before we go down the morality chat we should continue talking about video games oh without a doubt <laughs> um because i've been playing uh an indie title uh have you, have you got a uh, brad gaming bingo card out yet oh yeah i have here it's all ready go on uh, you can you can tell me whether you get a line or house here but i've been playing it's an unknown indie title right <laughs> it's a cute puzzler that's not very long okay um and it's very cozy okay. um, so that's where we're at with this one so yeah that co- four corners four corners yeah it gives one. you it gives you a line maybe it, it doesn't it's yeah. not going to be a bingo because there's you yeah, know no deck building element no, no roguelite element no no roguelite yeah. yeah i know yeah 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 see none of that's there um but no it's called uh conquered coast pirate solutions okay um <laughs> And it's like you, you play on this like little diorama type board. And I love the diorama boards. Um, you know I love a diorama board, Stu. Um, and you kind of have to help pirates do piratey things, essentially, uh, by seeing how they interact and then using like programming skills to get them to interact in ways that they get to do their things and you get like this checklist of things that you've got to follow and stuff like that and it's just it's just lovely um so it's if you imagine do you know um true true rocket where you had the like the mice to be running around and you had to use uh drop down blocks to tell them to turn left and stuff like that yes so basically it's got that so you drop down these little programming blocks on this grid and you basically say to the ship ah when you get here turn this way or turn around or do this and do that and the idea is to get them to their goal to do what their pirate things are so it might be to do this or to avoid something um there might be like um there's like loads of hazards there. So there's like icebergs and um, you might need to avoid certain ocean currents to get to a, to get to land and, and all stuff like that. And it's just, it's like, I'm, I'm not overly far into it because I'm not very good at understanding programming languages. I'd say maybe like 20 levels in and there's over 100, I believe, in there. Um, and it's just like he's got these really simple mechanics and but the further you get the more they sort of work with each other to become a lot more interactive and i just think it's a really good take on a genre that could have happened that never did like the choo choo rocket it's like you had choo choo rocket and then that was it there was nothing really after that and then you've got your human resource machine games and stuff like that which are, are really fun and really good and then you went overly extreme to uh there's actronic stuff where you need a degree in i don't know quantum bloody 
physics and like having to actually like soak up the souls of Einstein and Tesla to get an understanding of them. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's just really, really good. It's got that balance of being something that's really simple but makes you think without making you think you're stupid at the same time, and it's just lovely and charming. Oh, very cool. What was it called again? Sorry. Right. This I've got. I've got to look at my notes on this because it's called Conken Coast Pirate Solutions. Conken. What's how's that spelled? Concad. K O N K A N. K O N K A N. Oh, I've never heard that before. Concan Coast. No. Oh, is it? Oh, is Concan made a made-up place? Is it? I'm guessing so. Right. Okay. It probably isn't. Um, I'm just dead ignorant about geography again yeah, yeah the, it's made by it's almost like right honestly we don't plan these but the um, developer it's a single developer i believe i don't think it's a team it, i apologize if it is a team but i think it is a single developer it is indian based um and i've got to say i don't think i've played again without those i don't really look at these things uh but i only know that because it popped up somewhere when i was looking up some information about the game it's an indian based um gaming developer oh cool as well um, and it's self-published. So, yeah, this is like true indie. We're on proper indie territory here. Well, I didn't um, think we could get any more indie, but we could. Yeah. Yeah, apparently... Yeah, uh, can't get any more indie than a possible lone developer somewhere in India making a small game based on a a genre of puzzle game that never lifted off. You know, that's about as indie as it gets. It is. And yeah, Konkan is a real place. I just looked it up. So there's every day's a school day. Yeah. And we apologise for our ignorance. Yeah, indeed. It's on the west coast of India. Yeah. Ah, oh, no, I'm east coast. I'm oh, east coast, yeah, sorry. yeah. East coast represent. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, then, Concord Coast Pirate Solutions, rubbish. Absolute dog's rubbish. Yeah, there you go. Dog mess. Yeah. Bloody west coast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine the east coast and the west coast have beef. Not everywhere's America. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> It's um, a very specific uh, use case, that isn't it, with America? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have beef, but you know, they don't. It's it's good beef because they love cows. Jesus oh, Christ! Oh no, they do, and I mean that in a positive way. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, okay, stop. Oh God. stop. Okay. Can we just title this show? I'm not racist, but you'd have to now. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to, aren't we? Um, but yeah, no, brilliant. I, honestly, absolutely brilliant game. I highly, highly recommend it. Less than a tenner as well. Oh, nice. Um, you know, some people might go a little bit cheaper for me to take a pun. Honestly, take a pun. If you like Choo Choo Rocket, um, and who doesn't like Choo Choo Rocket, um, it's it's definitely worth worthwhile. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna play this one. I'm going to aim maybe do like a puzzle or two a week kind of thing. It's one of those where I'm not desperate to rush through it. Um, it's an all-inclusive package. It's not like DLC laden or anything like that. So plenty of time for me to sit down, take my time with it. And if I complete it in a year, I complete it in a year. Just lovely. Oh, very good. Now, you've been playing hardware, Stu, haven't you? A little bit. Yeah, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. I won't talk about it much because it'll just bore the pants off like 99% of the audience. But what I picked, I picked up a uh, a PVM or BVM, basically a professional grade T- CRT TV like monitor. So think in older films, 
uh, when uh, when people are secure working on their security monitors in their office towers, those sorts of things. Yep. Yeah, and they're intended really for like pin sharp CRT, uh, yeah, CCTV. Not really for people connecting consoles to, but not for bloody child's games. I know that's right, uh, but you know there are idiots like me who want these things and I have done it and I did it because the guy that I've bought a monitor off in the past he was like round the corner from me practically I mentioned on the podcast was selling another one or selling this one uh this Panasonic one and I was like should I shouldn't I and it was 200 quid and anyone who knows PVMs and BVMs will know that that would be good if it was an eight inch model I've got a 20 inch model and all right, all right, I know, all I know, right, I know. I'm whapping it out off. on the table at the moment. Uh, but you know, absolutely massive. size doesn't matter, it's what you do with it that counts. No, no I, I disagree. I disagree. I've got a, I've got a big one. <laughs> oh, when it comes to money, sorry, yeah, I've got a big one and I'm not afraid to show it. But it's uh, yeah, I <laughs> like predictably have not been able to play on it properly because I haven't got the right cables. I've like I got some cables, and you know, my wife quite rightly thinks I already own all the cables because that's all I ever buy. But mm-hmm. I do not have all the right cables, and uh, yeah, so I, I can get I get these one of those little blue cables, don't you? A little blue cable. Yeah, that you could eat, and it'll help your monitor run better and longer. Don't know about that. It's a Viagra joke. Oh god, god, right. Well, moving on. Very swiftly. It obviously didn't work because I had to explain the joke. So, yeah, moving on to show. Come on, save save me from moving from casual racism to whatever I'm doing now. Yeah, erectile dysfunction. Um, Yeah, it's so... I've been able to stick... Like, he demoed it for me, so I know it's working. He demoed it on RGB. Looks beautiful. I've played it on composite. Looks crap because it's composite. Um, But... Yeah, Mike, the cables I've got are not the right ones. I can't get it to sync. It's just a rolling picture. See, I told you I'd be able to bore you all. But, um, yeah, when it works, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the, the most important thing to take away is that it weighs a ton because these things don't have plastic bezels like consumer CRTs. They have solid metal bezels. So there's there is some plastic, but it's mostly glass and metal. And I would say it weighs about four or five stone, about which is what about, oh, probably about what my daughter yeah, weighs. Yeah, probably about forty kilos, maybe a bit less than that, thirty kilos, but heavy enough. You know what I mean? Heavy enough. I could, I would be allowed to lift it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It is crazy heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's fun. It's it you know it's fun for me because I love this sort of stuff, but for most people, it's ridiculously oversized. It's way too heavy. It's kind of pointless. Uh, it's ancient, and it'll probably fail within a year or two. But I don't care. So there you go. When it comes to CRTs and they they fail, mm-hmm. can they be fixed or is that like that's it? They're gone completely or does it just depend on what fails well it depends on what fails but the most of the things that fail are permanent so there's a couple of things you can do that will that will fix some issues like replace the capacitors or replace bog standard components on the board Um, but most of the time it's the tube it's like 
the tube starts going um, and it either starts fading, in which case you, you have to supply more amplitude to it to get back the picture you used to have, which is just a temporary mm-hmm. measure. It's like taking a load of drugs to keep going when you want to go to sleep. Um because they want to go to sleep, you know, these poor things, they need their eternal rest. Uh, or the tube just goes completely, just pops. Um, so, you know, these things last way longer than most consumer-grade tellies because they're, I mean, they're the equivalent of a grand when they were released, maybe more than that. So they're like the highest-end product in that category that you can get. So, um, yeah, so they all, it should it should last me a good long while, hopefully. But it's already been going for, you know, 25 years, so we'll see. It's one of those sods law fins, though, isn't it? So uh, you'll get it and it'll die within a week or so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but if it does, th- there are people who can do some sorts of repairs on it. Um, so, uh, you know, if it's worth it that much to me, I could look for a guy in the country who could do it, drive all the way there and <laughs> get it sorted out. But that's very much a judgment call on the day. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, depends, you know. It's a, if it's a high-class monitor, then it might even be worth doing to then sell on and break even kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know about these things. I will see. But yeah, as the vision says in, in uh, The Avengers, something isn't beautiful because it lasts. So there you go. Oh, yeah. I, 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 nothing, I, I'm not even beautiful, so, you know. <laughs> I don't last either. But anyway, right. Moving on from giant twenty-inch monitors, I could take you down to a full inch. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing uh, a game in preview. um, Still very early on. I think this game is. Uh, Yeah, it was early access. I don't know how long it's been about for. Um, I think like midway through last year, possibly. But it's called Moonbreaker. Okay. Um. And it's a turn-based strategy game um, that's focused around miniatures, like, but it's gone full-on. Like The idea, instead of like just being this turn-based game and we're going, oh, look, we've got miniature-style characters, it's really embraced the miniatures. Um, so imagine, I suppose, your Warhammer-style games, miniatures-type things. Um, there's there's two elements, essentially, to, to this game. So you've got your turn-based skirmishes that you get that you can do offline, in single-player, or online. Um, and I'll come back to these in, in, in a second. And there's also the painting element to it, um, where oh. any of the miniatures you own, you can paint. Um, and it's got a proper painting suite to it. Like, I, I'm talking not Photoshop levels, but, you know, proper. it's got all the proper tools. So you can choose different colour palettes and you get in there and you can paint every little element of, of the thing. Um, and you can go really deep. So it's not just, like, flat colours. You can give it a proper, like, brushed look, uh, like a matte look to certain parts. Other parts can be shiny. Um, and I was just like, it's a really impressive suite of tools for doing this miniatures painting. Um, and I've spent quite a bit of time doing the painting side of it because that's really, really, really relaxing. And nice. you're not limited. So you basically get a, what would be a plain white uh, miniature and off you go. You do what you want. Um, and you can put as much detail in as you want or as little little detail in as you want. And I tried it. 
I just took like a uh, an orange. I just covered one entire minute, just completely in the same shade of orange, and it let me do it. It wasn't <laughs> going. Oh, you've now got to do this. Um, yeah. uh, you could do patterns, your own patterns and stuff like that, should you wish. And yeah, it's just it's a really the painting side of it is absolutely brilliant. Um, and if that was a game alone, I'd be like, yes, yes, please. I give me more of that. Yeah. Um, now. There is the game side to it as well. Um, and it's not, um, it's like, so it's early access um, and I'm not, obviously it's not a review of it. The game side side of it is competent. Um, I actually like the mechanics of it. The main problem I've got with the mechanics, I'm um, oh, sorry, just to point out, it is just like your typical turn-based um Ah, uh, you've got to move uh, into this area. You've got to, you know, you're, you've got to try and win this, this, this block, and like you've got to take it over or or knock the enemy boss down to zero health and stuff like that. All various different modes like that. Um, I'm sure anyone who's played like Warhammer and stuff like that is probably they know exactly what it is. Uh, but I'm trying to explain it as someone who doesn't get these games fully um, and is trying to explain it to a bunch of other people who probably also won't get this game fully. Um, but it's got single player and I say online uh, PvP. Um, but it's a couple of things I've got issues with. It needs an online connection constantly. My internet went down while I was playing single player and it booted me out of the game. Um, it's, it's one of those. Oh, no. Um, which is a shame. Um, and I don't know why it's got to be like that or what the reasons are. So, again, you know, it's feedback there that if we can have a proper offline single player, let's do it. Um, it's a £25 game. Uh, and so far, it doesn't feel like it's gone built for microtransactions. So far. Yeah. But it's done in such a way that I'm going... Is there microtransactions? Uh, now, I've only really played the single player stuff, so, you know. But there is a founder's pack as well. Um, and I. I but that is, is, it gives you. I, I don't even know, because I haven't got the founder's pack, so I'm just having a quick look now. Um, alternate skins, um, and different paints, and stuff like that. Uh, which is only available during early access. Now, if it's just for that, that's fine. Um, if it's got different paint types or or different skins that you can recreate yourself with the painted, that's fine. I haven't seen anything pay to win, which is the important part of it. But mm. if I'm paying 25 quid for a game, I want the game. Um, yeah. I don't want to be buying a load of extra stuff. And it's it looks like a game where they've placed it on the fence and will decide which way it falls closer to release. Um, right. So I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on it and give the benefit of the doubt because the game plays fun. The painting is incredible. Um, but if I've got to start paying money to enjoy the painting, that will turn me off. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't know. But so far... I'm enjoying it tentatively. That's that's what I can say. I think. Cool. No, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good 
gaming aspect to have because if you want to because you know I've painted miniatures in the past for for board gaming and it costs a lot of money to get to the point where you can paint things you know where you have a wide enough palette basically to and enough mm. different types of brushes and stuff so you know 120 quid payment to do that is probably it's not as satisfying because it's not real but <laughs> it's still a good thing yeah so if it if it doesn't rip people off with mtx then it should be a good idea i reckon yeah yeah again i'm not saying down the line don't you know if you want to release um a ten pound a lot we've got a whole bunch of new miniatures or you know, we're we're doing this off whatever reason. Again, I don't know how Warhammer works. And I know it's a I, I've one of those genres that I decided I'm never gonna look at in real life because I'm an obsessive compulsive type and I would bankrupt most of the country, I reckon, if I tried to get into <laughs> that. Probably. Um so again, I, I don't know how it works, but if 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 the way it works is you know you you could buy new factions and stuff like that to add into an ongoing game, I get I get it why that might be a model they'll go down, um, but I do want a lot of content for twenty five quid if they are going to go down that route, um, and what they bring out and how it affects the games, I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about the genres or or anything like that. As I said, I'm enjoying it as someone who doesn't know much about the whole ecosystem and, and the games themselves. Um, it's, this is not Warhammer, by the way. Um, it's just based around digital miniatures. Um, and if this means anything, sorry, just looking at my notes here. It's based around a sci-fi fantasy theme from uh, Brandon Sanderson. If that oh. means anything to anyone who's into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know um, him, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, what, personally or by <laughs> reputation? No, he's an author, yeah. He told you a monitor. Yeah, yeah, that was the guy. <laughs> That's the clown. Um, no, yeah, no, he's, he's a fantasy author, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So I'm, I'm assuming a pretty decent one. They've not picked up like a yeah. two-bit. No, no, not at all. That's fine. Uh so, yeah, so you probably got your lore and stuff like that in there as well. So, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable for me as someone who doesn't get it. I'm just a bit about what could come from it and how greedy it could get. Hopefully it won't and I'm screaming at clouds or something. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I'll tell you where they could really make their money. If they had a, a link or an option for you to send an order to for them to 3d print and paint your uh the miniature you'd colored yeah that's where the, oh, that could be cool yeah that's where the money is that's what they could do oh yeah uh yeah also like yeah what don't like yeah so actually like you paint it in the game and then they can send you the painted version yeah yeah oh could do an mhg banded one you see yeah it'd be good there you go that's where yeah, the money is. do that there we go um, Unknown World Entertainment is making this, so there you go. Spend out on a good 3D printer, get these out, send us a freebie, and <coughs> away we go. Indeed. Um, so, moving on, and just just want to finish off this week on a nice positive note. Um, last year, me and Stu had a baby together, and that baby has just celebrated its one-year birthday. Um, how are you feeling about our baby's birthday, Stu? 
Pretty good. Yeah, the baby's doing well. It's 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 developing properly as you'd expect. It doesn't create any real trouble for us. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I'm quite proud of it. Sometimes I take it out. I've got you know I've bought a lovely new uh, carrier for it as well. Nice. Um, which is it's just it means it's nice and safe and stylish as well. Uh, I do. I do love our little decky. I do. Decky, yeah. Decky, yeah. Um, no, Steam Deck is a year old, Stu. Um, and I think we can say. Would you agree? We could say it has changed the face of gaming at a level that probably was completely unexpected this time last year. Hopefully, uh, I mean, you know, me and you rhapsodize about it, and uh, we mm. think we think it has. Um, I think it probably has. I, I want to see what traction it gets with with the Switch Two. I see what the Switch Two does, how much it tries to rip it off. But it's certainly changed the way I game, like completely, really. So the way I I look at it, there's a couple of things that have really hit me going, actually, the Steam Deck is it now. Anything else that comes out, I don't care if it's more powerful or anything, it's going to be a compromised uh, experience compared to the Steam Deck. Um, Because what Valve have done, and they've learned from their Steam machines debacle, is they've just gone, right, look, we're doing one device and we are controlling the device um on this um but cleverly allowed their software their os to be used elsewhere so it's a very clever move um but you've got in a handheld i wouldn't say perfect but as close to perfect as we've had in a controller for a control system or whether i'm t- whether we're talking desk well, uh, uh, like full-blown console or handheld you've got your two uh, proper joy- joysticks, all the face buttons, shoulder buttons, there's back buttons, it's touch screen, and you've got your trackpads for, for mouse. Um, and you could talk about, like, you've got the Neo stuff or whatever, or the Odins and all these other ones that are £1,000 meaty machines that have got better specs. But they're compromised because they don't have all the control systems in there. Um, and I look at it and go, well, immediately with those, I can't play certain games that I can play on the Steam Deck because I need the trackpads to play it. Uh, I won't have the accessibility that I get on a Steam Deck because I can use the trackpad or a back button as an accessibility button. Um, and it's just it just feels like... That what they've done is set out their stall to go, look, this is not going to be the end game for us. This isn't going to be what is the future, this one machine. This is the start. Um, and if you want to get where we are, you've got to basically match us. Oh, and at the price as well. Because the £1,000 machines are better, but are they five to £700 better? I doubt it. Uh, and, you know, the Steam Deck's so cheap in video game console terms that I am at some point tempted to buy a second one 
just to have in the flat for the kids to play so we could do proper multiplayer PC and stuff like that. Um, and then upgrade it. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's just, it's been so good. The software's so good. Um, I say I've barely touched my PC for video games um, this this year. Um, I think the only time I've done it was I wanted to test out some something different with the home streaming or to make sure my Moon Deck stuff was updated properly. Um, and my PC is being used now as just a glorified storage machine. And obviously we record and edit. Oh, we don't, I do. Oh, no, you edit, I record on it. Um, I'm not taking all, all the credits, Stu. Uh, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just honestly, it's brilliant i i, I just I, I i will wax lyrical i'm gonna go and stand in like the middle of london with my bible my steam deck bible and sort of like proclaim the word of of our lord and savior gaben um because that's how much i've taken to it yeah. um it's just brilliant and it's got the best loot library ever do you know why it's got the best loot library ever because it's every game ever made practically <laughs> and it's your cultivated launch library so if you've had steam for any length of time you've got games um, and they're not all costing 60 quid to start with um you, you, you could start you could build a launch library of i reckon 100 games for 60 quid um yeah. if you look around um and that's an amazing launch library and it's your launch library i've got 2000 odd games um and i can find something to play from day one you can't do that with anything else. You kind of go, oh, what's available? Oh, I'll get this one with it. Oh, you know, you, you might be lucky. You know, Xbox is the closest where you've got, like, Game Pass and stuff like that where you haven't really got to worry about buying a game. But to have, for me at the time to have, like, just short of 2,000 games when this launched, I go, well, I could play a good couple of hundred of these, few hundred of these out the box. Um, and then finding out, oh, actually... I can actually play more of these. It just doesn't tell me I can play more of these. And, you know, it, you then get like, you, it's almost like a kinder egg as well because you go, oh, will this game actually play? And then you give it a try. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Um, so, you know, it's you get your meta game in there as well. And I, I, I just, we've already said, you, you, you talk about Resident Evil. Um, I make it sound like that's a negative thing, by the way. It's not. Uh, Resident Evil 5 has now, whether this is linked or not, I don't know, I had games for Windows Live removed. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, which has then instantly made it a viable option to play on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, now, was Capcom going to do that anyway? Or has this prompted them to do it? Because there's a lot of old games now where our developers are going or publishers are going back and making it compatible. Um, for a supposedly still niche system, that's causing quite a change in what developers do. Oh, sorry, publishers or whoever yeah. deals with that side of it. You wouldn't see that previously. No one was bothered about Linux gaming and making sure games worked on Linux. All of a sudden, they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, the, the 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 gaming ecosystem. Everything is moving. There's there's a big move happening. Um, and this isn't the final form of the Steam Deck. 
um, or or the future. But I think we are heading now down that path. I th- I think it's done enough to divert the like the complete outlook of gaming as we know it. Yeah, I think if if it, I think it has. <clears throat> I think there's two sort of levels to it. There's the the Steam Deck itself, and I think there's still a question mark over how big that impact will be. I mean, not for me. I'm like you. I'm just like an evangelist for it. But mm. um, what is indisputable is that whole, you know, converting games from Windows to Linux on the fly. You know, it's it's that agnosticism of of release uh, operating system. You know, that's what is the real game changer, making it so that, you know, it's ridiculously high. It's like 99% of games, <laughs> in my experience, that you can just either immediately put on and it will work, it will immediately come on with only very minor problems, or you just stick it into Proton Experimental or one of the versions and it will work. And there are a tiny minority of games that that are up, mostly that are older, that you have to really hack at to get them to work on it. But it's still that whole, that layer, that that layer of converting things is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, with the, the, the low cost of games and on Steam and the huge library of it, 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 it that is a massive, massive game changer from the offer. Like you say, it's already changing developer behaviour and publisher behaviour, which is great. Even EA. I know you don't like EA um, (laughs) for obvious reasons, but even EA went, oh, what? Dead Space not working. Uh, We'll do what we can to help out with that. Um, This is an EA that went, ah, what? No, there's no such thing as a Nintendo Switch. What are you talking about? For a good while. Um, It's, yeah, I say Capcom have made their games work. And, like, to some of them that have come back and started working, I'm still hoping Sega decides to sort out, like, things like the club and, uh, and things like that. Because it's unlike with Microsoft's backwards compatibility stuff, they haven't got to do anything to, uh, uh, to republish or relicense because all they're going is, ah, oh, we'll just get rid of this bit. And that'll make it work. Or, you know, we can get rid of this first. We could just... There's probably a button or a couple of bits of line of code they can do to get rid of a launcher that'll make a game work. Yeah. Um, And that's all they need to do. And Valve seem very much adamant on we are... We are going to do what we can. Um, Again, the weirdest holdout is probably Bungie, um, who are owned by Sony, who are very supportive of the Steam Deck. It's a weird situation. But I know there's a big push again now from fans of Destiny to the start of the petition to get Destiny working. And yeah. I think that becomes the killer app almost for Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, that if, I, if you can play Destiny on the go, you've won, I think. Because I, I, I didn't quite realise how big Destiny is at the moment. Mm. And it's big. Um, so I, I I think that becomes a killer one. Uh, we're over a million units sold, and you can't even buy it in a shop. That's that's Very big good. numbers. Yeah, yeah. If you couldn't buy a Nintendo Switch anywhere but Nintendo, is it as big as what it is? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying it wouldn't be big and it wouldn't be massive, but is it as big as what it is? If you could only buy a, an Xbox and Microsoft, would it be big? 
Same with Sony and the PlayStation. The fact that Valve are able to go, look, only we are selling this, and you can only buy it from us, and it's still doing over a million. Damn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yes. And you can upgrade it as well. Um, I'm seriously considering getting a one or two terabyte SSD for mine. Um at some point in the like later this year because because it's that's the only thing is that l- slight lack of storage space i've already upgraded to 256 from 64 um it's that slight lack of storage space that that does me um i would like to see a not a pro but maybe a revision which has a m.2 slot in it so you can just pop in and take out a an SSD rather than having to unscrew it all completely. But that's me. That's me. That's maybe asking a bit too much. Um, or someone will create, because I know you can buy docks with SSDs in them now, uh, M.2 drives. I think JSOCs do one. All it needs now is someone to go, well, we could do one where it attaches to the back of your Steam Deck. You don't even notice it's there. And there you go, two terabyte SSD, M.2 on the back of your Steam Deck. Um, because why not? Why not? Yep, I agree. And uh, I think that, you know, if they, when they do revision models of it, that making it more modular would be a good idea. Um, which yeah. might, yeah, or, or, you know, the way that they can split it out is make different tiers of, you know, tiers of clown. No, different tiers, T-I-E-R-S, of what you can buy into. So you could buy a Steam Deck like the one that you have now. You can buy one that's, modular with all with you know the ability to upgrade oh you could buy the fully like professional in inverted commas model um with all the bells and whistles uh because it would be nice to have like the option like i've said before for an oled screen you know or triggers that different types of triggers and different types of thumbsticks for different you know people that could be plugged in and plugged out but yeah i think splitting into tears and having a a range of options that you can spend more of your hard-earned if you really want to and really pimp it out would be great and being able to swap the drive would be a good thing as well but yeah yeah there we go i i would love to see and this is something i i, I would love to see um is do you know those trackpads yeah have those as default on the steam deck but have them removable yeah um and then, like, have like you can have a trackball attachment. Now, now you can do trackbally stuff on 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 the um, trackpads, but like you could take that out and actually have a trackball, um, or you could put in, I don't know, maybe an extra um, an extra right stick for whatever reason. Maybe you want a second right stick or whatever, or you could do all these different things. But sort of like be then see ways we can see what creativity there is um could you create something that makes it better like a, a turning knob for something maybe for like so you could do like on the fly editing and uh, and so on and so forth all these different things i've always like i've wanted this with controllers anyway where the actual where the buttons are the d-pad etc etc are removable and customizable um yeah. and the steam deck again it's got it's a flat surface and it looks, and it's one of the only ones that seems to have the room to be able to do these swaps in and out. Um, yeah. Again, it make like doing the things like um, I want hall sensor uh, joysticks at some point, and if I could just like pull my one out and drop in the hall sensor one, that'd be brilliant. 
Um, so, yeah, okay, it's just, I, I absolutely adore it. A million sold. Wouldn't be surprised if we add another 50% on top of that across the next year, maybe even double it. Um, we've just hit 10% of every single game released on Steam. So, yeah, 10% is now either playable or verified on Steam Deck. That's amazing um, within that's a year. Eight, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's over 8,000 games. Um, and, yeah, that, that's just phenomenal. Uh, there can't be anyone in the world who's played a video game that can't put on a Steam Deck and go, ah, oh, there's nothing to play. Um, unless all you play is Destiny, in which case <laughs> you have to wait. Even then you can, because you can install Windows. You can. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just love it. I just wanted to, again, just celebrate what is the biggest game changer for years, I think. Um, and it owes a lot to the Switch, because I think had the Switch not been a success, I don't think we'd see a Steam Deck Well, absolutely. as well. Absolutely. It, yeah, it, it it's taken all the best things of the switch and improved them in every yeah. way it can so yeah 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 so they went what about steam what about a switch but less flimsy and that's fine <laughs> uh but yeah that's it um just yeah, just enjoy your video games whatever however you want to enjoy them is what i say Look, there's nothing wrong with a switch there's nothing wrong with an xbox or a playstation or or a Turbo Graphics, or a PC Engine, or a Leap Pad, Leapfrog, whatever they're called. Um, nothing wrong with any of those. However, you enjoy your video games, you just enjoy them. Um, yeah. Yes. And fathers, stick with your families. No, that's Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, that's going back a bit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll shut up now, Stu. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I love mine, and it's good to. Um talk about what could happen with the with the future i'd be interested to see what they do with the switch too it's it's very much kind of i think why it's why it's not been seen yet why they haven't announced anything with it and it's just that com they know the competition is there and that's gonna hopefully push nintendo to actually pull their fingers out but anyway that's enough for this week so as usual follow us on all the socials Join us on Discord if you would like to chat about games or any other topic. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe and stay sane.